Welcome to another podcast from the Rotary and Community Service Radio Show, which is now in its 11th year. Our show is heard every Friday between 6 and 8 p.m. on Community Radio Station 94.1 FM 3WBC and is also streamed live on the World Wide Web at www.3wbc.org.au. Here is a recorded interview, first played on the 2nd of December 2016 by Ian Salick with Clinton Seney, President of the Rotary Club of Yarra Bend in District 9800. I'm delighted to welcome to the 94.1 FM 3WBC microphone yet another special Rotarian who lives by Rotary's motto, Service Above Self. As I mentioned in the introduction, we have with us tonight Clinton Sini, President in this 2016-17 Rotary year uh, of the Rotary Club of Yarra Bend. Yarra Bend is a very strong, committed club of mainly Burundara residents. It's a club that I have always recognised as punching well above its weight in Rotary District 9800. Clinton, a warm welcome to the 94.1 FM 3WBC microphone. Thank you, Ian. I'm very pleased to be here. And we're delighted to have you here to tell us something about you and your club. Now, Clinton, before we talk about your wonderful Yarra Bend club, let's find out about you. How long have you been in Rotary for? Uh, around about 20 years. That's a long, long time in Rotary. Uh, were you working at the time that you joined? Yes, I was. And tell me, what really motivated you in the first place to join Rotary? Well, first of all, um, my dad had been in Rotary uh, in Shepparton, and that's where I first started, uh, in Shepparton South. And I was invited by some people that I played golf with who were in the Shepparton South Rotary Club. I knew what type of people they were. I knew what sort of work they did. Uh, they helped the community quite a lot and uh, I was happy to go along to find out a bit more about it. When I got there, half the golf course was members of that Rotary Club so it was quite easy to join and uh, that's how I got started. And you were telling me you were actually born in Oakley so when did you move to Shepparton? Actually I wasn't born in Oakley, I was born in Geelong. Ah, right. Yes, uh, but my dad got moved around a fair bit because he worked for the old G.J. Coles and he got transferred from shop to shop to manage different shops. After my mother died, he was offered the job. He didn't have to take it, but he was offered the job in Shepparton because Coles, uh, in their wisdom, thought it might have been a good chance for him to get away, take the family away, somewhere different. And that's what happened. Uh, so we went from Oakley to Shepparton. And uh, Shepparton was your joining place. Yes. Uh, why was it just because everyone at the golf club was uh, was part of Rotary? Is that the the real motivation, or what? What really alerted you to Rotary? What was your light bulb moment in relation to knowing about Rotary? Well, because of my dad, and because uh, these people who there was two or three of them approached me about joining, and uh, I went along, and I knew the work that they did around Shepparton. Uh, helping out people who were perhaps a little bit disadvantaged in a lot of ways, uh, underprivileged in other ways, um, people who just weren't going so well at the time. And they assisted these people, uh, not just with cash, but also with cleaning up their yards, 
uh, doing all sorts of things. And I thought this was a great thing to belong to and I was happy to join. And how many people were in the Shepparton Rotary Club? About 45 at the time. A good number. And was it an yes. evening meeting? or Yes, an evening meeting. Right. Yeah. And, and you had a meal? Yes. Oh, fantastic. And tell me, what was the progress then on to Yarra Bend? Well, from there was a bit of a track actually, but from Shepparton we sold those businesses up there and came down to Melbourne and uh, a little watchmaker in uh, Baldwin talked me into uh, joining the Camberwell Rotary Club, which I did, but we then uh, moved from that business to Cowes and so I resigned from Camberwell and I joined the Rotary Club of uh, Phillip Island and San Remo and I was there for quite a while until I sold those businesses so that was about nine years and then I came up to Melbourne and uh, a man by the name of David Shave uh, latched onto me and uh, met me for coffee and uh, I don't know who tipped him off but he knew that I'd been in Rotary and uh, that's how I joined Yarra Bend. You've always got a, a fantastic story to tell, I know, about all the clubs you've you've moved to. Of course, it wasn't called Yarra Bend when you joined, was it? Uh, no, it was actually before I joined, it was called uh, Q East. And then it became, when I joined, it was Q on Yarra. But the problem with the Q names, we were uh, a product of the Q Rotary Club originally. Um, the problem was that we kept getting mixed up with the Q because of the Q East and the Q on Yarra we kept getting mixed up with uh, who they were. We wanted to be our own identity, so that's when we changed the name to Yarra Bend. And we actually, that's where we meet, just uh, on the bend of the Yarra. You do, I'm aware of that. We'll talk about that in one moment. How many members does uh, the Rotary Club of Yarra Bend have? We're only small. We have 20 at the moment. Uh, We do have some leads on getting a few more people, and uh, we're working on those at the moment. We're fairly confident in the new year we should pick up two to three more members. And, Clinton, is there a gender mix, a good gender mix there currently? No, no. We only have about four ladies uh, out of our 20. It would be nice if we could pick up three or four. In fact, we'll take anybody as far as numbers go and as far as gender goes, but, yeah, we need more. You need more women yes. in your club. Yes. I know you have some uh, very good Rotarians as women in your club that, are, do. that are doing wonderful things uh, with projects and are very active in Rotary work, but a club does need a better balance and I'm, I'm certainly aware that clubs are working towards that, so your club is too. Yes, we are. Good. Um, and what about the diversity of professions and backgrounds in your club? Oh, well, even just for our small club, we've got quite a diversity, you know, we've got a um, some people still working, some are retired, but we have a, a lawyer, we've got uh, a librarian, we've got a school teacher, we've got uh, just quite a big mix. And, uh, you know, we've got a, a, a pharmacist who's still got a, a shop, he's still working. We've got an industrial chemist. Um, it's good with what we've got. And I know that uh, Rotary Clubs initially like to always recruit a diversity of professions. Most Rotary Clubs these days are not so particular about that, are they? No, because uh, we all want members. All clubs want to get more members. And if somebody came along and you thought that they were the ideal sort of a person to be in Rotary, then you'd be quite happy to sign them up, even if you had another chemist, while well, all of a sudden you'd now have a pharmacist. So 
I mean... It, it's a, mo- it's a bit of a movable it. feast. It is. It's not so particular anymore, and I think that's a great way to be, I think it's it? a great way to be, too. It is good. Um, what would you describe as the soul of your club? That's simple, the people. The people. Everybody who, who is in our club uh, do something. They all work. They, we don't have any night and fork members at all. Now, we all have dinner, of course, when we go there, but everybody uh, has something to do. Obviously, some of the people who work uh, do less than the people who don't work for obvious reasons. Um, we've got time through the... I'm one of the ones who's retired. We have time during the week to do a lot of little jobs around the community, whereas the people who work and have full-time jobs, they can't do that. But they all put in of weekends, they put in of nights if we're doing things. It's a good club and the people are the backbone of the whole thing. I'm glad you said that because the theme this year under the District Governor Neville John is do what you can when you can, which yes. uh, I totally agree with. Mind you, if you're, a, if you're appointed to a committee, you've got to plough in some hours and do the work if you accept it. But that's a good way to be because people at different stages of their lives uh, are at different levels of commitment, aren't they? They are, and I've used that... Uh do what you can when you can uh, many times and uh, just to remind everybody and it, it just it's good now tell me please where you meet we meet at the Amora Hotel which is just on the Richmond side of the Hawthorne Bridge um, it's the end of Bridge Road actually and uh, it's a great place they look after us very well uh, we get free parking underneath we have a meal there which is reasonable price and the meal's quite good, uh, the service is good, the people treat us very nicely, and we appreciate the place. Uh, how long have you been there for, that venue? Um, well, I'm not terribly sure, but we've been there ever since I've joined. So uh, I've been there now about four years, uh, it is four years, and that's where we've been, and we were there before that, so I'm really not sure how long we've been there. When do you meet? Every Wednesday night. Every Wednesday night, and what time does that uh, kick off? 6.30 for 7. Wonderful, wonderful. All right, Clinton, um, uh, thank you for giving us a little bit, bit of background about you and your uh, Rotary experiences. You've been in a number of clubs. You should be sort of president of Australian Rotary with that, uh, with that background. It's a, it's a very diverse one. Clinton, all Rotary clubs focus on projects to help mankind at home and abroad. Would you like to tell us about some of your local community projects, please? Certainly, thank you. We, um, one of our main things that we've done is we adopted a school, which is uh, Q High School, um, or Q East, I think it's really called. Um, that's been really good in that what we do there is we actually give them some money to help with uh, some underprivileged children they may have that can't, their families can't afford for them to go on trips so we leave it, we give them the money and they then spend it which way they like. They tell us how they've spent it but it's up to them to do whatever they need to do uh, with that money. On top of that we also uh, have taken over now giving $250 to each of their leader scholarship um, they have four each year and it was originally done by one of the Masonic clubs which I believe has disbanded and uh, we've picked it up. So that's one of the things we do there. We do a lot of physically, physical work at uh, the Kew High School. Um, we do a lot of gardening there. Uh, 
we do help with some maintenance. We're not the main maintenance people, but we help with maintenance. For instance, we painted all the outside seats before they started school, uh, which is really good. And uh, I told my granddaughter that I was one of the ones who uh, <laughs> painted the seat that she'd be sitting on, so she was rather pleased about that. She told her quite a few of her friends apparently. But we do a lot of work at Q. Uh, a lot of it's to do with one of our members. Um, Ed, Ed does a great job. He uh, works in very well with the man who does the maintenance and the gardening and helps along the way. The other thing that we do quite a lot of is uh, helping uh, people who perhaps are a little bit past cleaning up their yards and doing things like that. We get tipped off by the Salvation Army. Uh, we've been involved in that a, a few times. Um, That's a wonderful exercise to take part in and um, a lot of people in the community don't realise uh, that the city of Burundara does uh, have amongst its residents people that aren't so well off and what you were mentioning a little while ago about supporting some of those children at schools uh, is very, very important as is helping the elderly uh, and sure. I think that's a, a wonderful componentry of what a club does in a local sense. Great camaraderie for members of your club yes, of course but it's also marvellous to do in the club isn't it? Well, we also do that with uh, CampCare and uh, we look after their gardens in uh, Camberwell and we're just taking on the Ashburton office of theirs uh, too, which I don't even know where it is yet because we haven't started. It's in January. So we do that as well. We're involved uh, very heavily with um, what we call BCF, Burundara Cares Foundation, uh, which uh, I think nearly all the clubs in Burundara, in fact, I think all the clubs in Burundara do the same. And by working with Burundara Cares and all the clubs involved in, in some cases in little different sections, in some cases all together. For instance, we all work for the good of servants. And for people who haven't heard of servants, uh, servants house homeless people. And uh, that's just a great organisation, well run by Matt Mordelin and... Uh, we're having actually having our Christmas party there instead of having a, a break up in at the Amora, we're doing the break up at uh, one of the houses, Caracol House, uh, which I think is a fantastic idea because these people, a lot of them, wouldn't have much of a Christmas at all, but at least we can go there and share a meal with them and uh, just have a lot of fun. And interact with them. Yes. And it gives yes. them great social yeah. uh, skills or improves their social skills and their interaction. That's a marvellous yeah. thing to do. Yeah. It's not some sort of closeted uh, function with just your club members. You're really joining in with the community. Oh, that's, that's a wonderful right. local yeah. project. Yeah. But the whole uh, thing with servants is that all the Rotary Clubs are working towards raising money for, uh, for instance, uh, you know, they're, they're trying to get another house at the moment. They've got three houses. We're looking for four. And I, when I say we, I'm talking collectively of all the Rotary Clubs, looking for the fourth house so that it can be used just for ladies. And at the moment, there is a few ladies staying there, but it's a little bit awkward when the majority of the people are men, the ladies have got to mix in with them. Whereas if they had their own house, then they could house more ladies there and they would be on their own. Uh, and not mixed together. And we're also uh, moving towards getting some um, things on the roof to reduce the amount of 
costs for electricity. Solar uh, panels. Solar panels. And uh, that's well on the way. And every club has, has been putting money into it. Um, the same as the house. You know, we were fortunate enough to get 300000 um, for uh, the fourth house from the federal government. And uh, Josh Frydenberg organised that, which was really great. He's your local MHR? Yes, he is. And uh, John Pesuto had uh, a bit of a say in it too. He was there. Uh, it was really good at the presentation. And just to see the look on the faces of the people who are residents, because that's where it was held, uh, they were smiling, they were happy, they all came and spoke to us, we went and spoke to them. It was just, it gives you a good feeling to be doing something for someone who's a little bit disadvantaged, that less than you are sort of thing, and it was just great. It does, and uh, John Pursuto, of course, is the local state member yes. for Hawthorne, so yes, you've employed the resources of both the federal and a state member to assist you in getting that uh, support, that financial support. Well, that was the whole group, though. That was not just us. So I'd like to take a pat on the back for that. But, no, but you've, been a very major, <laughs> you've been a major part of it, which is, yeah. which is very good. Are there any more local projects that you could nominate? Um, we've, we've been involved, um, or getting, just starting to get involved, with uh, the Young, Young Mums Project that has been, um, it's actually run by Swinburne and it's out at Croydon. And uh, anybody who read Saturday's Sun would have seen a, an article in there that was uh, Louise Schilling is the lady who actually runs the program. Um, and they need some help out there, which we were just starting to get involved with them. For instance, we're giving them some money to buy material because they want to make things so that they can sell things so that they can gain money. Uh, because the place uh, really runs at a loss because there isn't any way it can make money on its own any other way. Is it called Young Mums? What's it called? That's what it's called. It's called Young Mums? Yes. Uh, what it's doing, it's teaching uh, young adults. That what they are, they could be coming from... Um, they've been uh, abused... Um, some of them may have had a bit of a problem with drugs uh, and they're getting out of that. Uh, they're abused by partners who were either drunks or just nasty or drugs. Um, they have a, a young baby. They're, so what's happening at this, this school, I'll use it as a school, call it school, uh, they're being taught how to look after their baby properly. They're also, and this is the main part, is that they're given the opportunity to actually study to get their VCE and they're doing a great job. They're doing a great job. These, these ladies, young ladies who are going there, they only take them between 15 and 24 I think it is and uh, they're doing a great job in their studies. Uh, Louise is actually a school teacher or a, sort of a semi-retired school teacher who runs it and she's got some other people there helping too and these students are doing a great job in working there. Now, what working to get their VC but they take their baby along so they're being taught to look after the baby and marvellous at the same time as they're yeah, learning that's right and it's just a fantastic thing to follow up on so what we're doing they need some uh, sewing machines so we're doing our best to get them some more sewing machines I've only got two uh, they need about ten so we're doing our best to do that because then they can make more things 
They can sell more things to help themselves and to make some money to go towards their education. It's like self-sufficiency. It is. On a local scale. Which yes. Is good. And I've been invited to go out there and talk to them about uh, what they could do. I'm also teeing up some other speakers to go out there, who ladies who have been single mums and who started their own business. And I know a couple of those people and I'm organising for those to go and talk to them. That's a wonderful thing to do, Clinton. How many in that group uh, are out there at the moment? Uh, I think there's a roundabout, uh, I'm not terribly sure, but I think it's about 15. Uh, I think that's about how many are there and they'll end up taking more. Uh, it's a wonderful uh, local activity and uh, it speaks volumes about what your club, of only 20 members, yeah. is really doing. Yeah. Now, what about your international projects? Well, the international project, we mainly have one. Uh, we do uh, give money, like all Rotary Clubs, to different things when there's a disaster overseas for other things. But our main uh, thing over international um, is Nepal. And in Nepal, we have a great uh, international director, um, Isabel Armour, her name is. Uh, she's an ex-school teacher. She's retired now. She's actually in Nepal right now, and she goes across there every year for about three months. She goes over in October, comes back home, well, she's back home in town in January. And uh, she goes over there to help um, broaden the teaching. Uh, basically, she goes over there to teach teachers so that they can teach the other people uh, what to do and how to do it. They, they teach the ladies to knit, they teach them to sew, um, it's just a massive arrangement. Now there's a lot of clubs do things overseas, a lot of other clubs uh, do things in Nepal and we work together with some of those clubs because we can help them, they can help us. So we might be doing something for the girls and the ladies or, uh, and young children but that might suit to be used by, just to quote one, Bendigo because I know Bendigo is there at the moment uh, but they may be doing something that we haven't even thought of or we don't have the resources to do so by joining up together a bit and even if it's just swapping ideas it's fantastic it enhances the overall it effort does. if you're together with other rotary clubs yeah excellent stuff and absolutely excellent. and some of these children walk for an hour and a half just to get to school that's how keen they are to get there and uh, to come to us um when i say us it's to isabel really she's the great attraction over there but with what she does while she's there, getting these young ladies and men to teach people, that's what entices these people to come. They want to come and learn and they will walk for an hour and a half. And the important thing, is it not, is that this is a sustainable activity. Once people start that activity, yes, it is. Uh, Isabel goes back and ensures I take it and the locals right. ensure yeah. that this is maintained. How long does Isabel go for when she takes a trip? Uh, Three months. Three months. That's yeah. a long haul. That's that excellent. That's creating great interest and great sustainability. Yeah. Isabel also too, and that's one of the things we do locally, like a lot of other clubs, is we um, have one of our members at the Camberwell Market every Sunday. And Isabel has a stand there when she's in town. Um, she doesn't like anybody else to do it, so we're not allowed to do it while she's away. But uh, when she's in town, she has a stand there and it's got uh, uh, a marquee over the top, uh, a rotary marquee um, and she sells anything that people give her and the money that all the money that's raised from those sales 
Jarrett and Nepal. And Isabel and a couple of her lady friends do that work to get it going. And the amount of money she raises so that we can do things over there. You know, help we help build part of the school. We help put new windows in one of the... That's just amazing, the work that has happened. And because of the, uh, the money that she's earning and uh, in all ways that the club is helping, uh, does a lot of good in Nepal. That's really wonderful work and in a country that suffered just recently very, very poorly from, uh, from earthquake activity and it's been uh, in the news. Yes. There would be yeah. very few listeners who are not aware of the difficulties that have been found in Nepal recently. So Isabel's work and that of your club are to be commended. Looking ahead, what plans do you have to attract new members? Is it that sort of work? that uh, people well, we want don't, to. We don't expect them to go to the Pell. No, but not all of them, but, <laughs> but it's the local community yes, work, it's the international that's right. support. Is that a key attraction in getting new members for you? Yes, it is. We believe that there's other things we could do if we just had a few more people. And uh, we would like to advance on our garden gardening um, to assist other places, uh, assist people who can't do the yards themselves, we can do more of that. Um, yeah, look, for new members, we believe that we offer quite a bit. We're a very friendly club. Because we're small, big clubs can perhaps do more work. Obviously, they've got more people. But because we're small, we're also very friendly and we all work together and it's a great club to be a member of. Well, it's important to ask, how do people out there who are not Rotarians yet uh, go about uh, joining the Rotary Club of Yarra Bend. Well, I, I have some uh, telephone numbers. Uh, one of them, and he's sort of our main person for membership, is David Shave. And David's uh, telephone number, and David's quite happy that I say his number, is 0408 511 615. And his email address is David at bigpond.com and I'd be quite happy for anybody to ring me and my name as they probably already know is Clinton Sini uh, 0411-055-724 is my telephone number my email address is ccini at iinet.net.au Great stuff um, thank you for talking to us those telephone numbers and email addresses are essential if you would like to join the Rotary Club of Yarra Bend and undoubtedly Clinton, any potential member would be very warmly welcome to your meetings. Yes. Just mention again if you would when your meetings are held and where. Yes, they're, they're held at the Amora Hotel at the end of Bridge Road, the uh, Hawthorne end of Bridge Road, uh, just before you cross the river. Um, and we meet on a Wednesday night, 6.30 for 7. Uh, if you, uh, somebody w would like to come along as our guest uh, for the first meeting, then we would be quite happy to have you so that you could see what we do, what we talk about, uh, meet the people who are there. Everybody there will talk to you. Everybody will make you welcome. An excellent opportunity to be part of it. Well, Clinton, thank you so much for talking with us on 94.1 FM, 3WBC, and... Uh, I wish you every success for the balance of this Rotary year, 1617, 
you and your Rotary Club of Yarra Bend are perfectly aligned to the Rotary motto of service above self. Thank you, Clinton, and have a relaxing weekend. Thank you for the opportunity to speak. Thank you for listening to this podcast. This podcast was produced and presented by Ian Salick of Rotary District 9800 in Victoria, Australia. Podcasts can be found on iTunes by searching for Rotary Radio, then scrolling to Doing Good in Victoria, or by visiting the Rotary Club of Canterbury website at www.canterburyrotary.org.